magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's My name is Nigel. Guy Relford in for Jason Hammer, who is suffering from a severe case of the sniffles. Thank you for uh, coming in, Guy. And Always. It's, it's a good day to have you because we're still taking in. We, we've had 24 hours to soak in the uh, release of the probable cause affidavit uh, by the judge in the Delphi murders, um, which says basically uh, in this in this uh, probable cause document that Richard Allen is likely the man seen and heard in the Down the Hill video. Uh, what I took away from this, and this is, I'm a total legal layman, right? This is why I got you here today. This is, <laughs> this is we're going to drill down into some of the weeds here, but the fact that they found a, a, um, an unspent bullet uh, between the bodies of these poor girls and linked it scientifically back to uh, Richard Allen and a gun that he owns is, to me, that's damning evidence. Maybe we could start there with this bullet and then sort of uh, and, and drill down. To me, that is, I mean, that's that's big to me. It, well, it, it can be, and it likely will be, but a lot of it is going to depend on the actual forensic evidence. And, and Nige, we need to start with a little bit of terminology. Um, because uh, I think it's causing a lot of confusion the way uh, a lot of the media is reporting you know, what was found and, and how it was linked uh, to uh, Richard Allen and his firearm. It, it, a little bit of nomenclature, and, I, and, and I'm going to sound like I'm nitpicking, but I'm really not because it's important to understand. Um, that, that what we're talking about here is an unspent cartridge. Okay, A cartridge has four components. It's got a bullet, which is a projectile. That's what comes out of the barrel um, and goes downrange towards your target. It's got a shell casing, um, and that's the, the casing that holds the bullet and the gunpowder and the primer together. Then it's got gunpowder, then it's got a primer, which is essentially a little cup of chemical that ignites on contact, for instance, when it's hit by a firing pin or what we call a striker. So what was found was an, was an unfired cartridge, okay? A cartridge meaning it's got all the components. It's got the bullet which is the projectile. It's also got the, the casing, the gunpowder, yeah. and the it's primer. A, it's a bullet that you'd get out of the box. But right, it, it contains a bullet, but we shouldn't call it a bullet because a bullet is just one component. Yeah, okay. That's like, that's I like saying you, I I don't, my 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 car has a motor, but I don't call my car a motor. <laughs> it, it's a okay. car. It's just got a motor in one. it. So a bullet is one component of a cartridge. Okay. And so what they found was the whole cartridge, which means it's been, it's unfired. And so how does an unfired cartridge end up on the ground between two murder victims? And and that that is an incredibly interesting question from both a legal perspective, a forensic perspective, and just a firearms perspective, because I can tell you when 
you typically take an unfired cartridge out of your gun, and we can go through that, and how is that likely to happen in the middle of the commission of a crime? That's what raises a lot of interesting questions. Here's a good one for you, and this actually comes from your Euchre partner, Russ McQuaid, Fox 59. <laughs> and I know you guys have had your differences. He he yeah. slams you on your two-way stuff and called yeah. you like a snarky thing, but he's, yeah. I mean, he's still a good investigative criminal reporter, and I... He certainly uh, has uh, been, yeah. He, um, and he asked a, a pertinent question. I thought it was very interesting having to deal with this bullet. How did police know the bullet they found at the crime scene five years ago right. would match a gun in Richard Allen's house? What, I mean, do you have any theories? I mean, there's so many unanswered questions we have right now. This guy's been walking around for five years. Right. Um, well, they found the cartridge... Right, I'm still going to not call it a bullet because oh, it's not a okay. damn bullet. All right, you but looked at it, me it, squarely it, when I said bullet. <laughs> no, because that's well, that's what Russ said. That's what that's what I was and, reading verbatim from yeah, his. Yeah, no, I, I and I understand that. Um, I thought that was a really really interesting question. But they found the cartridge five years ago, so that's been you know they're in the crime lab all this time. Here just recently, they've decided, well, hey, wait a minute, didn't we interview a guy five years ago who said he was on the bridge, who said he saw the girls. Uh, didn't talk to him, et cetera, et cetera. And they finally decided to do the forensic testing and obviously execute a search warrant on his property, mm. which allowed them to find the gun at issue. Then they made the, 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 the next connection, which was to do the forensic testing to try to match that unfired cartridge to the gun they found in his house and that he admitted owning since something like 2001 and admitted he'd never lent out to anyone else. And and so that testing apparently, as the way I the way I read the probable cause affidavit, that testing happened uh, more recently. Okay. And so that's when they said, okay. okay, we we have a gun. We've had a cartridge for a long time. We've had a gun for less amount of time. Is the way I understood it. If that's wrong, I will absolutely be corrected. So they kicked the tires on this guy from five years ago when he admitted to the police that he was there that day, that he was between certain hours of the time they may or may not have seen females walking by on the bridge. There's witnesses that say they saw a guy looking like him, but you're telling me mm -hmm. then they bring in fresh blood like the FBI and the state police bring in fresh blood and say, oh, what about this guy you interviewed uh, and, and, years ago? I, and, and I don't know. And man, uh, those people have been under so much uh, stress and, and pressure, and I, I don't want to sound critical, but yeah, it kind of sounds like they you know, had a, a meeting at, or a discussion at some point, and we're kind of going back over the evidence they've collected over the last five years, and said, hey, what about this guy? And then took the steps necessary to, to get a warrant, to, to find this gun, do the forensic analysis to match the gun to the unfired cartridge that they found at the scene. And again, a totally interesting discussion. How does an unfired cartridge that was my next question. wind up on the ground yeah. in the middle of the commission of a crime? So it was in the gun. The cartridge is in the gun. Well, they, yeah, that's because that's, that's what they, they that's they, that's what that's the analysis that they just released the in the probable cause affidavit, which yeah. is a forensic analysis said that this cartridge had been in his gun. And keep in mind when we say in the gun, what linked this cartridge to his gun uh, were extraction marks. Okay, what's an extraction mark? The way a gun works, a semi-automatic firearm is what we're talking about here, and it was reportedly a, a, a Sig Sauer. 226 and I, I, I own one uh, and, 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 I, and I know exactly how it functions. 
what the way this this works is that when you chamber around, so you load a magazine, what some people call a clip. Uh, it's obvious that's also not correct. Magazine. You put a magazine in the gun. It's got a closed slide. So to get around out of the magazine into the chamber, you pull the slide back and release the slide. That's called racking the slide. Yeah. That puts around from the magazine into the chamber of the gun. It's now ready to be fired. Okay, Disengage the safety, pull the trigger, gun goes boom. Once that cartridge is in the chamber, to get it out, other than firing the gun, what do you have to do? You have to draw the slide back on that gun, and what physically happens is there's a piece of the slide, a component of the slide called an extractor, and it's literally a little claw that sits inside the slide, and that claw hooks on the extended edge of the rear of the cartridge, and that's why when you, when you look at a, a pistol cartridge or a rifle cartridge, typically they have a, 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 a an edge on the back of the case that that, that extractor hooks onto, and it pulls it out. And so you got a piece of metal on a piece of metal, and, and brass typically is what a cartridge casing is made out of, so it's very soft. And they like it because it's soft, because it can expand, and, and that helps the functioning of the gun. It's very soft, so that steel extractor catches that rear edge of that cartridge and pulls it out. That, that steel extractor, metal on metal, especially on soft brass, leaves a mark. And when you put that under very high magnification, just like any tool mark technology, like you can match a crowbar to the marks it made on the lock of a door that pried that door open. That's just tool mark technology. Same technology as far as a mark that one piece of metal leaves on another piece of metal under very high magnification. You can say, okay, that's how we can identify this extractor on this gun to this particular cartridge that was in that gun. So that's how they've said it was in the gun. But it wasn't just in the magazine in the gun. It was loaded into the chamber Mm -hmm. ready to fire. Back to your question, how does that come out of the gun? There's one way, which is to rack the slide of the gun. Now, why would you do that in the middle of a crime? Number of reasons. The gun can malfunction. Okay, meaning there's something called a double feed, where essentially the gun tries to put two rounds of ammunition into one chamber. It doesn't work. So the slide doesn't close all the way. you got to clear that out. And when you end up, end up, I've done a lot of classes, both as an instructor and as a student, where we do malfunction drills. And we're always dropping live rounds, unspent rounds, all over the place while you're clearing a malfunction. That's one way. You can have a defective round of ammunition, and where you can pull the trigger and the gun just goes click. Okay, that's because for whatever reason, when the firing pin or the striker hits the primer on that particular cartridge, it didn't make the gunpowder ignite, didn't fire the gun. We call that a misfire. How do you get that out of the chamber and load another round in so the gun will fire? You rack the slide. That can happen. Sometimes you see this in the movies all the times. Uh, all the time, someone has a has a firearm, and you see this with shotguns all the time. And someone's trying to intimidate someone. They're trying to order someone around. They're trying to do whatever they're doing, and they'll they'll say, "I'm serious." And all of a sudden, you see the shotgun. It goes, right? They yeah. rack the action of the shotgun. Hey, I'm really serious. Yeah. Whenever I watch that on TV I, I, or in a movie, I always roll my eyes because when they do that, when they cycle the action of the firearm, you ought to see a live round go flying through the air. If the gun was loaded. You just racked the action. You you just lost a round. Well, if I'm if I've got a handgun and I'm trying to order someone around, I'm trying to intimidate someone. They're not doing what I want them to do. Could I rack the slide? Go, hey, I'm serious, and rack the action of my handgun so as to intimidate them. Yes, and if the if there's a round loaded in the chamber, that's going to spit an unfired round, an unfired cartridge out onto the ground. So, and I'm not saying any of this happened 
with with, with I, I know you're just Libby, giving di- different I'm just going through different scenarios of why a live cartridge, unspent cartridge, could be found at a crime scene. And by the way, we don't know the official cause of death yet, just no. because we're talking about no. guns and cartridges and bullets. We don't know that they were shot. We don't know how no. this happened. Yep.